With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Alex Kalanokas, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Well, qualifying for the 2022 Formula One Miami Grand Prix, the very first one is in the books. Charles Leclerc will start on pole position for Ferrari ahead of his teammate Carlos Sainz, with Max Verstappen, the reigning world champion, frustrated to be to finish third. I'm joined tonight to discuss what happened in qualifying by, I'm very pleased to say, making his return to the Formula One paddock this weekend and his return, indeed, to the Autosport podcast, to GP Racing's Stuart Codling. How are you, Stuart? Uh, I'm fine, and I'm very pleased to be back in the paddock and no longer intervening in Formula One on remote from my virtual Top of the Pop studio at home, or sometimes Brian Blessed's prison planet, even. Indeed, and how are you finding your return? Um, It's been surprisingly busy, hasn't it? This paddock is literally swimming with guests and um you know if, if, if like me you've lived under a rock for the past two years just being surrounded by the noise and the colors and the people just being a little bit weird um the, the covid protocols have been a little bit relaxed and even some of the people who have been working in formula one uh, and coming to races for the past couple of years have found it a little bit weird and it's been interesting to see ferrari in particular uh, all going around with their masks while the uh, the what one might call the hoi polloi in the paddock and then once it sort of clears out after the the guests and vips have gone off to wherever they uh 
uh, it's masks off and away we go. I I, I can uh, can say to the listeners a, a little bit of insight that you may, you may you may get this elsewhere, but I don't know. What's quite interesting is that obviously this Miami race is essentially a hospitality race. That's you know mm. that's that's what it's been billed as, as what everybody's been commenting on on social media. But actually, it's, it's really interesting walking through the paddock, um, particularly uh, sort of I'd, I'd say more towards the uh, the lower end of the grid where the teams finished uh, last year. It's, it basically smells like a pub beer garden. It's just it's just sort of stale alcohol and cigarettes and it, that sounds awful but actually i don't know it's kind of it's kind of atmospheric it's just this is people having a good time at a race it's just interesting that you know I, i've never really smelled that that strongly in a paddock before it, it is indeed and when you look out the window of the media center you don't actually see the race circuit you see the heineken hospitality bar below you and all these people wandering around having a great time indeed and actually if you turn left and go uh, to the other end of the paddock it's just a sea of people because people are just milling around outside mercedes and ferrari red bull um just absolutely yeah waiting for the drivers it's it is a, is an absolute uh, an absolute atmosphere i would say but anyway we've 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 witted on about um about people Far too much. Let's talk about some of they're still people, Formula One drivers. Let's face it, that'd be weird to say that they're not. But anyway, the fight for pole position won by Charles Leclerc. Um, it was a, it was, it was interesting hearing him talk in the press conference. He described it as not a perfect lap. Um, seemed to think he'd sort of not quite thrown it away in the first sector, but aware he had a lot of work to do, particularly the opening turns of the lap. Said you know, to more towards six, seven, and eight, he was able to pull it back and then recovered um, around um, further around sector one. And then at that point, Carlos Sainz was a massive naught point four seconds up on Leclerc at that point but he lost time all the way through the lap and in fact uh, said he made a mistake at the final corner trying to copy Leclerc's line and what he'd been doing there always went wrong for him but he still ends up you know just behind in second place the key the key thing for Ferrari was that Max Verstappen absolutely messed it up in terms of you know, I have I have quite a lot of sympathy for him in that with all the trouble that had, uh, has gone on for him during practice he wasn't you know up to the rhythm which he said is very key on a street circuit has, hasn't had enough uh, practice laps to get that rhythm and that meant that you know he said he was still learning the track even in Q3 you know certain braking zones you know the way to approach uh, certain corners so basically he chucked it into turn 5 car said no spat him off out the back and he just uh, after you know I think he was 6 cents down on science after sector 1 because of that mistake so he just uh, abandoned the lap got out of everybody's way but um, yeah what did you what did you make of uh, Leclerc's performance let's start with him Goddess I thought it was pretty impressive and you know as you say Maybe he didn't uh, string together what he thought the perfect lap, but what what we've seen really all the way down the grid is is that it's very hard to string together a perfect lap here because just of the characteristics of the circuit, so many connected corners, um, bits where the asphalt's literally peeling off, and it's definitely put those drivers who've missed out on track time at a disadvantage. So I think Charles has basically made the best of the tools available and even if it was a little bit of a scrappy lap by his standards he still improved in Q3 as did everyone else but he elevated his position whereas the all the ones below um, P4 well behind P3 rather pretty much remained as they were even though they um, Im- improved in their final runs indeed I should actually just say at this stage because I meant to interrupt uh, probably myself during my opening remarks to explain to the listeners not like you to interrupt yourself Alex well you will have my moments but um, with uh, if you can hear any uh, the sort of smattering of rain in the background we are and just, uh, just to give you a little bit of insight we are recording in a hire car it was uh, sitting in a, the back of a car on our way to dinner um, just because that's how that's how these things need to be done sometimes and uh, it has it has as we were leaving the paddock the most spectacular 
a lightning storm. Fortunately, it didn't rain too heavily, but it is still coming down and we are getting some uh, rather quizzical looks from the locals here in Hollywood, which is, an- I can't remember if it's another city or just a suburb of Miami. It, it is as, another as, city in the greater metropolis. There seems to be many, many cities attached to each other. No idea if they all have cathedrals. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's an aside. I'm not sure that's, that's the aside. definition of a city anymore, and having no, a anymore. cathedral. No. no, no. When did that change? Uh, recently, I think there is there is a... There is a city in the UK that has achieved city status or is going to be a city even though it doesn't have a cathedral. Is it Croydon? Uh, that place, Lewis avoids. Um, I'm not sure it is Croydon. It's, a, it's it? another city. Why it, does he avoid it, Croydon? Uh, it's a long-standing joke. Oh, I see. Uh, one I don't understand. It's something to do with the Autosport Forum, which I have to confess, not somewhere I visit. Uh, whereas I have actually been to Croydon. I used to live near there. Yeah. Crystal ar- Palace. Interesting architecture. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry, we've gone from an aside to an aside to an aside. It's my fault. Let's, it always is your fault. Let's talk about uh, Carlos Sainz's uh, second place. He seemed pretty downbeat in the press conference, but I think that's just the case of comp- you know, the competitive desire in him. An excellent result, considering the run of form he's been on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you make of, make, make of Sainz today? Uh, I thought that was actually quite impressive. Mm. And... Obviously, Carlos is a very competitive, very driven individual, and he's he's not worn his uh, sort of slightly lumpy uh, performance curve over the first few races. Well, uh, it was interesting. Well, you know, he, he hurt himself in that impact with the wall yesterday. And he talked about getting over the the weight of of the accident. Uh, and, and I think basically he meant, you know, the impact it had had on his confidence. So I'm actually surprised that he was so disappointed. I suppose it's probably because he was so far up on Charles at the beginning of the lap. And then, as you say, it leaked away from him. And then he just sort of took a different line into the final corner and it didn't work for him. Um, and that's, you know, as I said earlier, a function of the lack of track time. Indeed, it's interesting. He's talking about, you know, the the problem that he's having with this car. He's not quite gelling it. He says he is getting more into sort of driving it the way it's supposed to be driven, as Leclerc is able to do. But it just seems with science, he just says, as he says repeatedly, just can't string it together. And that is that is very, very key um, to doing well in 2022. Um, let's come on to talk about Max Verstappen, who was... Uh, if Carlos Sainz was downbeat, we're going to have to find another way to describe what Max Verstappen was in the press fuming. conference. He was fuming. I mean, he sat there... He, he, he was almost exuding anger just sort of from his every pore he didn't he was not happy you know he said you know Red Bull it's operations haven't gone right this weekend obviously there's been the reliability dramas and he said you know we hurt we hurt ourselves we could have done so much better without what happened in practice happening um, I, I, I think pole position was on um, mm. to, to, you know if they'd had a, a perfect run of practice I, I think that package is a bit it reminds me a lot of uh, not quite the Turkish Grand Prix last year where a little details on tyres cost Verstappen but I still think that package has the edge and if they don't have major problems he makes the difference as well um, so yeah I think you know it, what's interesting is that Verstappen has this tendency to essentially to publicly blame his team I don't think you know other drivers have little their little moments even Lewis Hamilton you know sometimes can't hide you know during his great run of form can't hide his frustration totally but it was a bit it was a bit too pointed I thought from Verstappen today in terms of the way you know he said you know we failed you know we you know essentially blaming his team I thought yeah it, I, asked, I asked him to elucidate uh, on the comments he made uh, to I think in the immediate aftermath of, of qualifying when he was interviewed on, on the grid he, he said we need to make these weekends less difficult so I, I thought let, let's drill down into that so I asked him to elucidate and say do, do you mean difficult as in 
um, the reduced amount of track time in the new format gives you less time or do you mean in terms of the operations of the team than the you know the build of the car whatever went wrong whatever went wrong with your car this weekend that reduced your track time uh, and if it is the latter um, how do you move forward from that uh, and I think he realized that I wasn't exactly digging a trench for him, but he realised that he had kind of thrown his team under the bus. So he began by being a little bit evasive and then he got in, stuck into the meat and, and potatoes of, well, actually, you know, the team could have done a better job and we we do need to make our track time count. So, yeah, very, very disappointed Max Verstappen. And I think you're right, he would have been on for pole had, uh, had he had more time. And, you know, you could argue that that sort of minor slip he had turn five and six was also a function of that lack of track time because he was he was trying hard and these connected corners there there is a learning process to go through to get the maximum performance out of the car and tires through them indeed well um, we're going to come on to uh, talk about another topic uh, uh, which is the uh, race event itself and um, just very quickly there were starring performances from uh, Valtteri Bottas in Q3 Fernando Alonso very frustrated not to make Q3 because of he sort of blamed science for sort of impeding him right at the end of Q2 the stewards looked at it decided it wasn't even worthy of a full investigation uh, Sebastian Vettel lost time at the chicane also very annoyed not to make it through to Q3 uh, and Williams bit gutted that Alex Albon didn't make it into Q2 having shown strong pace in FP1 and in FP3 where he was in the top 10 basically Williams said uh, the, the tyres were too cold at the start of the lap and too hot at the end so it all went wrong uh, for Albon there um, yeah well Collins I mean yeah I just kind of wanted to, to have a quick chat um, before we will do a few couple of race predictions before we end the podcast but just just about this event because it's it's so interesting I've sort of I've been comparing it um, jestingly to a Formula E event all weekend <laughs> because I covered Formula E for, for a couple of years and it, it is really interesting because you've got the same sort of you know got bridges that you've got to climb to get access to um, it is a completely temporary event it's going to be everything's all going to be taken down it's a it, it is a car park Grand Prix that, that is a, a statement of fact despite what people on social media have been bizarrely trying to claim um, but done tremendously well it's almost yeah. sort of it's almost in it you know i also think formula e does tremendously good things but it's done nothing on on this level that you know the scale of the event everything is is absolutely tremendous but we've even had little you know bad formula e things like the track surface breaking up uh, the drivers they are complaining about the track surface even where it hasn't broken up they're saying you know they're complaining that the lack of grip offline is making it too difficult despite very many of them high profile saying uh, you know we want to see tracks that punish driver mistakes well this one is doing that and I think it's yet yeah, the best cars and the best drivers are still at the front they just need to, to get on with it so yeah what, what are you making of uh, of the Miami venue and event so far it, it's certainly a fascinating thing and as you say that there is no getting away from the fact that it is a car park and a, a little bit that runs under a road junction they've done a great job in landscaping it and disguising that uh, I, I know a lot of people have mocked the fake marina, but it, I think it's in keeping with the artifice of, of this town. And it was a fun and creative way of, you know, it's a it, we, we know it's a VIP hospitality event and it's a great creative way of getting those people closer to the track and giving them a rewarding experience. And, you know, if it is in the nature of a track surface like this to be temporary, to be very green 
they've they've worked very hard to try and make it abrasive but obviously there are i hate to use the word learnings uh, so let's use the word lessons there are lessons to be learned for when they come to relay it uh, for the next 10 occasions where it's going to happen and so yeah i'm i'm perfectly happy to come here be interesting um as various people have said yeah if you're not on the the dry line as it were it's a little bit like the the start at Imola isn't it the the people who are not starting on the racing line it's going to be like starting on the wet so you know some some engineers have said to us well they're just going to have to get on with it and manage it over the next 50 odd laps indeed Carlos Sainz Jr is saying that the drivers have asked the FIA to uh, to clean turn one in particular ahead of the race um, because they're so concerned about the lack of grip offline the FIA says we do that after every session it's not it's, it's, a, it's there's not going to be no special uh, attention paid because that is just in, the, in in what they've got to do. You see it, you know, if you've ever been to Silverstone, you'd have seen those sort of uh, quad bikes towing carpets, sort of what look like carpets behind them to clean up the surface. And then all the stuff they gather uh, does get collected and taken away. But anyway, let's end, Codders, on a couple of uh, race predictions. What do you think uh, might happen tomorrow? I think if the Ferraris can get away first, um, which they should do, um, cer- certainly Charles likely to make the better start. Carlos maybe less so if if he's on the the wet line as it were uh so they they really do have to guard against uh max getting a better start than carlos if if both the ferraris can get away quickly they can spoil red bull's race if not um it'll be a bit tricky and then we are likely to see a little bit of a procession aren't we because it's going to be very very difficult to overtake so ammunition for the cynics but yeah lessons for the the next few years indeed the, the trouble Carlos Sainz was saying was that you might not see very very many sort of late breaking late on the brakes lunges which you know look so spectacular but also encourage overtaking um, just because of, of the lack of grip yeah. especially, especially offline I mean, we, we saw that in the W Series race and the, the Porsche Super Cup and I know we're not exactly comparing uh, apples with apples there because they're very different cars but and, and anyone who um, ventured uh, did not gain <laughs> Indeed, and obviously the W Series race uh, interrupted by a red flag. There was a crash, and I think that's going to be my prediction. I reckon turn yeah. one, they could be quite the pile up. I've I've got a prediction. I've got another prediction, and that is the prediction that the people who are on the uh, who've booked themselves seats on the I think it's the nine thirty uh, BA A three eighty on Sunday night are uh, going to be suffering some very um, sort of squeaky bum moments whenever there's a red flag. To- Perhaps a good thing we're going uh, back on the Monday via Madrid. Yes. Tapas for breakfast. Indeed, actually. I once spent uh, a Valentine's Day uh, at, uh, at that airport with a, with a former colleague. It was, um, it was not romantic. <laughs> anyway, there we go. We should wrap up the podcast. I also said uh, um, race uh, predictions for the race tomorrow when you, the listeners, will be listening to it on race day because of how time works. You're very far ahead of us here in Miami. Anyway, got a us. Stephen Hawking moment there explaining how time works. Well, you know, sometimes even I still uh, am fascinated by it and, uh, mm. and fail to understand how it works. But anyway, Codders, thank you very much. Um, let's go and have dinner. Thank you to the listeners. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the race tomorrow. Go to autosport.com to read everything you need to read about the Miami Grand Prix. And yeah, come back soon for another episode of the Autosport Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fitting experts at Indochino empower you to become the designer and build your own custom wardrobe. They launched on the belief that the luxury experience of ordering custom clothing should be available to everyone. And now Indochino has expanded their offering to include the female form. In select cities, Indochino has introduced a new tailored experience for women, so everybody can find their perfect fit in a made-to-measure suit, all for a surprisingly affordable price. Design the power suit of your dreams, from the fabric to the cut with a large assortment of customizable options. Your suit is made precisely to your measurements, so you can make your statement by fitting in while standing out. Be one of the first to get a made-to-measure garment at an off-the-rack price from Indochino. Learn more by visiting page.indochino.com slash womenswear to book your showroom appointment today. That's page.indochino.com slash womenswear. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.